Welcome to the Florida Travel Pod. We are on episode 60, all about fossil hunting in Florida. The Florida Travel Pod is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Christina. And I'm Tanya. This week's episode is sponsored by Camp Spot. CampSpot makes camping reservations very easy with real-time pricing, top-rated camping destinations, and easy reservation system. There's no need to call the campground or wait for your booking to be accepted. CampSpot works directly with campground reservation systems and guarantees you're always getting the best deal. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash CampSpot to get started. So before we talk about fossil hunting, let's go into our Florida tip of the week. Uh, so if you're serious or have kids that are serious about finding shark's teeth or fossil hunting, you have to get this tray. Can you please explain this specialty tray for shark hunting and fossil hunting? Okay. Have you seen the shark the teeth. things that people hold when they're like panning for gold? Like a sifter? Yeah. I call it a sand sifter or where you can sift out the sand, but you know, like the they have this mesh bottom to it. So you can scoop a bunch of dirt into it and then sift out the sand and left with all of your treasures. Now, a lot of the kids will have these in, if you get like those packages of beach toys, a lot of times oh, they have yeah, those yeah. sand mm-hmm. sifters in them that have the, and so that'll work. So go also go into your garage and see if you have any of those just to get started. But Sounds I, like the screen might be even better though for smaller things so they don't fall through. Exactly. So it depends on what you're looking for, what your treasures are. But I thought this was, you know, a great thing to go along with this tip of the week or our episode this week is get something that, that helps you find the shark's teeth or the fossils that we're going to be talking about. Well, and seeing as you do a lot of this uh, shark tooth hunting on beaches and fossil hunting outside. I would think so. Don't forget your sunscreen. So before we talk about getting out there and finding your own fossils, I want to take a few minutes and talk about the Florida Museum of Natural History at the University of Florida in Gainesville. I have been dying to go here for so long and I just never seem to get out there. And you should go because from where we live, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Right. And I know my son would love oh, this place. Oh my goodness. I think, so we talked on our last episode, it uh, has passed by now, but they had a Can You Dig It event. You should really take a look and see if he can go to that because I bet he's going to ask questions of those people that they can't even answer because he's got that kind of mind. I, I, I know he's he <laughs> could probably give them a run for their money. The reason I talk about the Florida Museum of Natural History, it's a really great place to start learning about what creatures roamed the state. Uh, you can go specific to Florida, specific to oh, Florida. It's very astounding. cool. It's astounding what they have in there. They everything that they have has been found here in Florida. So all of these um, skeletons and bones that they have have crossed Florida at some point. Now, what I found interesting as I watched this video, which we will link to in the show notes, but I watched this video that explained the importance of one of their sites that they do um, that they do digging on. They've collected images and specimens from the Montbrook dig site. It's in Levy County, which is just south of the museum area. So it's just south of Gainesville. But they had, during this video, they talked about the fact that because where Florida was, we were so uniquely situated where all of the animals, like everything that was crossing from the north to the south came through here. And then from South America, everything that was crossing south to north came through here as well. So the center of our state is this really astounding 
um, fossil site that I don't think a lot of us think of. I think when we think about digging up dinosaur bones, right, we're thinking out west in the Rocky Mountains right. and places like that. There's a lot of things that you can find here. And because, you know, we're Florida, it's narrow. We were also probably covered by water for quite a long time. This is why you can find shark's teeth even in the center of the state. Right. We've done that before. Uh, so they have an exhibit where you can see all of the Florida fossils. It's called the Evolution of Life and Land. And some of the highlights are Shark Jaw Row. Oh, so a whole row of different jaws from yes. sharks. And I'm <laughs> telling you, some of these are like two stories high. Holy cow. They are huge. They're just, it's amazing to walk through. I mean, you think of a shark. Think of the biggest shark you can think of right now. Right, yeah. It, it it's would, like a great white, yeah, right? Yeah, be like the size of me from bottom jaw to top jaw. <laughs> right. <laughs> These are bigger. That's really, I mean, you imagine if you were to come across that in the wild, you'd just be like, all right, I give up, I'm done. I'm done. No, you would have to. You, you wouldn't even, you could fit... You could easily fit, you know, a crowd of people in one of these shark jaws. <laughs> <A> crowd. <laughs> yes. They're, I mean, but of course they're open so that you can see them. It's they full effect. <laughs> have megalodon teeth. They have giant ground sloths. Oh, so, uh, wow. How big is a giant ground sloth? Okay. Well, first of all, when you hear the word sloth, what do you think of? I think of a three-toed sloth that hangs from a tree that moves slow. Which is right. Probably about the size of a small dog. Right. Right. These, I've held one like a baby. This is double your height. A giant ground sloth is double your height. At least it is got to be 15 feet tall. That is insane. It is again, but they have a full scale model at the Florida History Museum. Wow. And saber tooth tigers. Those are really cool because every time I think of those, I think of Ice Age. <laughs> I do too, but I also think of Africa. I don't think or, you know, North North America, like yeah, really yeah. far north from Not here. Not Florida. <laughs> Not Florida, but they have found it because, again, migrationary patterns when, you know, the ice might have been melting. They might have been, I don't know if they would have moved south or I don't know the reasons. That's definitely something you go to the museum and you ask them. But yeah, you can have um, the prehistoric sharks there. It's really, really cool. The Florida History Museum, the Florida Museum of Natural History, they also include a butterfly exhibit. They have a whole wall full of butterfly specimens. but And so you can check those all out before you go into the butterfly rainforest. That's an added charge. The nice thing about this museum is that it is free to enter. You just pay, you know, um, kind of, you know, on donation basis. So you can pay whatever you, you feel is appropriate. The rainforest is an added cost. It is a large enclosed space where you can see hundreds of butterflies. And that also is worth the trip. Mm -hmm. They also have um, like a Northwest Florida waterways and wildlife section, and then a South Florida people and environment section. This is where I first learned about the native Floridians called the Calusa and their way of life with their shell mounds and how they lived along the coast. Uh, they have these beautiful displays that show you what the Calusa native Floridians lived like. So it's, you have more than just fossils there. You have a lot of Florida history because it's the Florida 
Museum of Natural History. That's amazing. So definitely check it out. If you can go during one of their Can You Dig It days, you get to touch and explore all of the fossils, gemstones, minerals, and rocks they have and ask questions of both students and professionals. I think I mentioned on our last episode, we had a a portion of a tooth that was given to us because they find so many. That's so cool. Okay, so let's talk about once you've gone and you've learned all about the fossils, let's go about and where we can find some fossils. So when we're talking fossils here in Florida, shark's teeth is definitely one of those big things that people look for. Have you found any shark's teeth along the beach? Yeah, we did. We went down to um, Treasure Island and to Shark Tooth Beach. Mm. Appropriately named. Right. Um, they have the tiny little baby black, you know, they're the black ones. Right. Um, we found a couple that were bigger, but for the most part, they were small. But we had those those little sand trays, not what you were talking about, but they, like the kid ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things fell through those, but they were really fun. It was like this, you get over there and you start digging through the sand and you're like, I, I got to find more. I got to find more. You just sit there digging through sand. You're sitting in the water and like grabbing piles of sand. You're having conversations at the same time, but you can't can't stop grabbing the sand trying to find shark's teeth. <laughs> exactly. It becomes kind of an obsession. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was true. And I there's a there's a couple of people I follow on Instagram and they're always showing their treasures that they find along the beach. Really, you can find shark's teeth up and down either coast, right? Mm-hmm. In yep. Treasure Island and that's over West Coast down past Sarasota or by Sarasota. And near Clearwater, right? right. Yeah. So Venice Beach is in Senate is in Sarasota County and it is they they lay claim to the shark tooth capital of the world. Venice I, Beach is on the east coast, correct? No, that is south it's in Sarasota County. So Oh, it's Gulf okay, coast. okay, okay, yeah. And they say most shark's teeth that you find are going to be between going to be between eighth of an inch and three quarters of an inch. So I think that's like you that's said. That's about what we found. Yeah. When you are finding them and you have those beach toys, yeah, they can sift through that. So it depends on how serious you are. Granted, you can probably just find them by, you know, letting the sand fall away from your hands as well. You don't need the tools. No, it just, it's just good because you can put a massive hand or massive handfuls into the tray and just go to town. Yes. And it's fun. (laughs) They say that the really large shark teeth, and we're probably talking like an inch to two inches, we're probably not finding a whole lot of prehistoric ones uh, right now, but a lot of them require, they're usually further out. They may require dive equipment to locate. I mean, I guess you have some serious people that go on tours and dive tours just to find shark's teeth. It all starts at the beach. (laughs) That's right. My favorite place to be. They uh, additional collectors say the best places in Venice are um, the uh, Venice Jetty and including Casey Key and Minnesota Key. So those are all small little areas right off of Venice and Sarasota County. So those would be places you actually have to take a boat to, right? I don't think so. Not necessarily. I guess not a jetty. Right. Huh. I'd have to look to see where the keys yeah. are in that in that particular case. I don't know if they are drivable or um, by boat only, but I would imagine a little bit of the islands off of the coast are going to be better because things are going to hit those islands first before they hit the the mainland. Right. Uh, Casperson Beach, we've mentioned that before. They're also located in the Venice area. They're probably more popular for finding shark's teeth. I think that's a bigger beach in general that people go to. So your luck may be hit or miss there. But I also feel like 
a lot of people are there and a lot of people mention Casperson Beach. So they're they're going to find them there. You've heard of Casperson Beach, yes. right? Mm-hmm. The other area that I found that's really popular, and I've had some friends do this, is Peace River. And they go fossil hunting in the Peace River. Have you? Do you know where Peace River is? I do, but like as far as I knew, that was in the middle of the state. It is, and that's why I mentioned the fact that in the middle of the state is going to be where most of the traffic is. And Peace River is south of Winter Haven. It's in Polk County um, near Arcadia. Literally right in the middle of the state. So I wonder if that water comes to us from the Atlantic or something. I would think some of it would be, but I think some of it would be natural spring water because oh, yeah. Zulfo Springs is there. Yeah, okay. But think about our landscape, right? And if we were covered by water, what's going to open up first? the middle, mm. right? So mm-hmm. if we were yeah. covered by water and things start to recede and we're getting to our landmass area, the middle of the state is going to be where most of the animals would have trafficked. Mm-hmm. So Peace River, you can find um, bones, teeth, uh in other prehistoric remnants of vertebrate animals, uh, but you can also find shark's teeth. That's amazing, considering it's a river in right. the middle of the state of Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a very popular place. Uh, they do. They say it's best to do hunting during the dry season because the water levels are going to be lower. So the dry season would be November through June, November through May, maybe, you know, as we start getting closer to hurricane season, that's when we're going to get more rain and the waters are going to be higher. But it's really important to note that if you go to Peace River, number one, see if you can find a tour. I think it would be, I think it's always helpful to find a tour where someone who knows what they're doing, knows where to find the places, can help you find the best spots to dig for fossils. But if you don't go on a tour, you need a Florida fossil permit. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. So in order to protect and preserve vertebrate fossils, so like I said, it includes bones, teeth, natural casts, molds, impressions, and other remains of prehistoric vertebrate animals, you need to get a fossil permit. It's super easy to get. You can go, I'll have the link here in the show notes. And it's also super affordable. You want to guess at what it costs to get a Florida fossil permit for the year? Well, under the term affordable, I'm going to say $25. You're not too far off. It's five bucks. Oh, wow. (laughs) I almost said five, but you said for the whole year. And I was like, well, it's got to be more than $5 for the year. No, I think the idea is, is that you're getting this permit basically stating you understand that you're here to protect and preserve these fossils. It's sort of an acknowledgement, like a check here box. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the the nice thing about this is you don't need a fossil permit to pick up those shark's teeth, though. Okay. It excludes um, shark's teeth specifically from those regulations. And you don't, if you're finding fossils of plants or invertebrate animals, like mollusks, sea urchins, crabs, etc. All of those you don't need a permit to collect Got it. the specimens. But I thought it was very interesting that there is a permit. So make sure that you're doing this legally just in case someone, you know, is in the river. Uh, you could have the Department of Natural Resources there. They, you know, they may ask to see your permit. So make sure that you have it with you. 
Hey, Tanya, I know that you have experienced issues when you are traveling. We both travel a lot, but you've experienced some big issues that you have actually needed to use travel insurance for. I have used travel insurance on three different occasions, both for hurricane-related and medical evacuation-related. And, you know, I used to think that travel insurance was just for flying overseas or these big, massive trips, but really, they're great for domestic trips as well. So do you have a travel insurance that you would recommend? I do. AXA is my go-to travel insurance because they are the number one insurance brand for 10 consecutive years. They cover things like those medical evacuations. They also cover baggage loss, trip interruption, trip cancellation, And like, so what happens if you're in an area, especially in Florida, let's say a hurricane is coming through and everyone has to get out. Like what happens? Will they cover that if you have to suddenly leave? It's unexpected and it's nature related. Absolutely. A lot of these do cover those natural disaster related evacuations. And that helps cover things like your hotels, maybe your meals on your road. Uh, They might reimburse you for things that you've paid for that you're not getting back from the attraction itself. I would highly recommend using travel insurance anytime you are visiting the Sunshine State you, can, can you figure out how much it's going to cost? Is it easy to figure that out? You're right. They have a no obligation quote and you can go to floridatravelpod.com slash AXA to get started today. Um, but yeah, the Peace River, like I said, it's it actually cuts through what they consider 100 plus miles of an area known as Bone Valley. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And I think again, because all of those animals were crossing north to south and south to north, they're, they died there too. <laughs> so they, um, they left their bones behind for us to find. That was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> it says there's also a good chance you can find the mastodon bones as well as even some pottery shards because again, shortly after you would have had some human migration going through here. This is like bringing me back in time because I took anthropology in college and I just remember how fascinating it was. And I was almost like, maybe I want to change majors. (laughs) So typical of me, right? Of course. (laughs) Other places in the state where you can find um, fossils, Jacksonville Beach is another great place to find shark's teeth and fossilized seahorses. You know, it's funny. I always think of seahorses and they're so tiny and they're tiny little bones. And like, how can you find a fossilized seahorse? I have no idea. I've never seen anyone that's found one, but it said fossilized seahorses. I mean, that salt water can either damage or preserve things, right? right? So, um, and then Shell Creek is just south of Peace River. Um, You can find shark's teeth here as well as fossilized paleo-Indian arrowheads, shells and spear points to name a few i have to say i uh, when it comes to stuff like the spearheads and the pottery and such i think that stuff is fascinating too like not just not just the bones and and that kind of thing but it was funny the other day my my daughter was weeding the flower bed by the pool and she found a the full-on skeleton of a lizard the body 
and the head, they were separated. I don't know if it, you know, <laughs> like get decapitated. No, I don't know if it got decapitated <laughs> or if the bones are just, I mean, it was this tiny little thing, but it was the, and she was putting it together. And, um, and then also we found, um, a raccoon skeleton by our lake Ooh. and we were down there one day and there was like the skeleton, the skull was kind of in half and the stuff is so fascinating, you know, and, and you think back to going and finding, um, you know, bones of a, of a fossil or even the pottery or th that kind, it would be so great to be able to look into that stuff. I never, I'll never forget my fascination with that class in college. And I think that's why starting off at the museum, you can find not just the dinosaur bones, you can find the history of the people that had lived here as well. That's why you've got to go and check out like the South Florida exhibits there to find, um, you know, information about the Calusa. Yeah. And we've talked about Calusa before. We have. Yeah. It's just, it is fascinating. They, they do a, such a great job of the displays at the museum. I'm just, I love learning about it because that again, it's not something I grew up with, you know, not growing up in Florida. I grew up learning about the natives of Michigan. I didn't learn about all of that here. So I find it fascinating because I like learning about that stuff now and, you know, if you have kids that like it, or even if they don't, they will, <laughs> they will, they will, and they'll remember those things as well. Yeah. And that's, it's, a, um, it's something that everybody likes to treasure hunt. Right. And that's another thing. We didn't even talk about treasure hunting. We're talking fossils specifically this episode. We're going to have to do a treasure hunting episode. I think we might. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to say too, I noticed on this, um, uh, Shell Creek thing. Yes. It said that you might even find ancient alligator bones or prehistoric horse teeth. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, why not? Pre I know. I know. I, I didn't even think about the fact that alligator alligators are just I mean, such an annoying creature now. <laughs> alligators are prehistoric in themselves. They right? are. They, but you like, look at alligators. They definitely came from long before humans. Boy, I wish they were as smart as they were back then and just stayed off of our front porches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're the ones that moved into their home, not the other way around. <laughs> Actually, I guess they wouldn't be too dumb if they're coming up to the front door. To try and to you, you mentioned the prehistoric horses. And I want to say I've seen the bones of the prehistoric horses at the museum as well. Wow. So, of course, why wouldn't you find this? They even have creatures similar to an armadillo called a glypotherium. Ancient I glypotherium. I say those are super big as well. I you know, our armadillos are, are yeah. you know, the size of a cat now. They're definitely were bigger back then. Everything was bigger, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything prehistoric was bigger. That's true. Okay, Christina, where are you going? Oh, I mean, Gainesville, I, this has been top on my list for so long to go to that museum. I just have not made it out there yet. Um, and I've done the shark tooth thing, and but I want to go back again. So Venice Beach and Peace River. Right. That I want to do Peace so River fascinating. too. I want to do one of the guided tours so that I can learn a lot more about the area. Because even just watching the YouTube videos of the, the area south of Gainesville, but just knowing that Peace River, my husband's going to be blown away that this was basically in his backyard as a kid and probably and never, he never knew, knew it. Knew. Exactly. This is, I mean, it's why we do what we do, right? This yep. is to talk about the Find things. the things we never knew. We've lived here so many years and we don't know this Absolutely. Stuff. But I'm going to go with you to the museum because it's been a while. I okay. want to go back. All right. 
All right, it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is Lello Co. L-E-L-L-O. They have these beautifully designed prints, but in particular, I like her tea towels. In fact, she even has a shark tooth tea towel. Oh, how appropriate. I couldn't believe I found this. She's based out of Jacksonville, uh, but she's got these beautiful, or no, I'm sorry. She's based out of Tallahassee. So she was born and raised in Tallahassee. Her art exhibits and painting commissions span from New York to Jacksonville, uh, but her tea towels are gorgeous prints. There's also oysters, palm trees, a whole school of fish designs. Uh, take a look at them. Check them out at leloco.com. Stay tuned to find out where we're going next week. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com. We will be sharing all of our most recent travels. Who knows? Maybe we'll head up to the Gainesville Natural Museum. I think that's a good plan. Yes. Have you experienced something that we haven't talked about or have any comments or tips about some of the things that we have talked about? Go ahead and comment on social media. Send us an email at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. If you follow and subscribe, you get all of our latest episodes and it really does help others discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, you can consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Florida Chef. Florida Travel Pod. Yes, that is where we are. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. To support us, you can support us with monthly subscriptions, and those will give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. Or if you just want to give us a one time donation, it does allow us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Christina, where are we going next? Next week, we are going to go geocaching. That's also kind of like hunting, hunting right? Hunting <laughs> treasure. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Bye.